Hey, and welcome to the Marketing Automation Podcast by Active Demand, your weekly dip into the world of marketing automation, where you get tips for your agency, SaaS product, or B2B company. I'm your host, Adriel, and why don't we get it started? So Sean, last week we talked about using account-based marketing or ABM to acquire new companies. And one of the things you brought up was that a lot of B2B companies out there are actually using account-based marketing as a way to uh, farm the existing accounts that they have for more business. So we've got this concept of uh, hunting down new accounts, which a lot of salespeople think all sales is is, is hunting. Uh, but then there's also this this farming concept where we need to continue to work the big accounts that we have to to get more business from them. So maybe just uh, let us a little know a little bit about like what's the concept here and and how does uh, marketing automation help uh, help out with this kind of ABM. So some of the things are uh, similar to hunting new c- companies because really one of the concepts is uh, is prospecting, right? You're upselling, cross-selling from your initial uh, initial sale with the, your sort of the beachhead into the company. So uh, a couple of things that uh, uh, we've done before is that uh, you know quite often with the bigger accounts, internal communication is. Uh, is uh, not as good as it as it could be, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have whole. Well, some might. I haven't met any that has internal marketing departments to market market the uh, uh, what's going on throughout the company. Um, so w- one opportunity for for marketing is is uh, from a marketing automation perspective is is uh, is doing, for example, an account newsletter. Right, something about uh, like if you're focusing on one location or in uh, uh, one one facility, and there's multiple facilities, then uh, you could uh, highlight the success of that one facility. Um, one of the things that I've uh, uh, the bigger the account, of, I think we can all agree is that typically the the flexibility for communicating uh, externally about uh, what's happening with a vendor is is typically quite hard, right? So because quite often we're we're all trying to get case studies, reuse the case studies, communicate this as a third party credibility indicator for our products or services. Uh, and you know, with the bigger accounts, I've seen you know uh, it'd be just so nice to get a case study from these folks. So you, uh, uh, one thing is you can go and do the work, get the your champion in the one location to talk about it, take his picture. This is his or her picture. It's very important mm-hmm. because this could be uh, uh, increasing the visibility of the person in their career. But the point is, is that so you get somebody who's interested, he's loving what your product or service is doing for their specific part of the organization. And, uh, you know, their job isn't to promote your company across the world. But if you can get them to agree to a case study and, you know, say I'm going to take a picture and stuff and then say, you know, go see if you can run this up the food chain to see if we can actually publish it. Now, usually that's where the case study dies, Right, mm-hmm. because legal will turn back, or it's just too long. The project's over. People forget about it. You don't want to keep bugging your your. You have your marketing folks bugging your champion about getting this case study uh, uh, approved. Mm-hmm. But why not use it as the in in the internal marketing uh, for that account? Right, is uh, put uh, your champion's picture 
and talk about the success and uh, uh, do it as a newsletter internal, not to your, I mean, internal to your uh, target accounts uh, uh, contact database. So typically with an account-based strategy, you have some means of, uh, of uh, get, uh, having contacts inside the um uh, inside the account, but uh, really it's just about spreading the message about what's happening internal to Acme Inc. with, uh, with you know, in not massive letters, but the with that with your with your brand, so to speak. Yeah, that's when, one idea I've seen seen success. Yeah, when you were just mentioning that, um, it, it kind of reminded me of some of the I guess some of the ABM that I've done with uh, uh, companies that are franchises. So you you are uh, and this this happens a lot with marketing agencies. You end up working with one of the groups that uh, of a of a franchise, maybe a, a large uh, uh, owners group, and you start seeing some success with your digital marketing or, or whatever the case might be. And you have to kind of spread the awareness among the other franchise locations. And uh, yeah, the the picture of the guy that had a happy customer with the uh, with the happy service uh, definitely does help. And I think. One of the things that you see with uh, uh, with franchises in it as well, you'll see with most larger companies, is that there's a lot of people who don't know what's going on and don't know what's working and don't know stuff. I mean, the the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing, and, and that's a, a problem in, in a lot of large organizations. And being a common thread uh, of marketing uh, is uh, is really interesting and something that uh, that I've seen success with with franchises out there. So, yeah, it's a case that... Uh, uh there is a prospecting process going on, uh, whether it's cross franchises or cross locations that uh, usually is left up to the salesperson. Like I see that a lot is that mm-hmm. they, they leave it to the salesperson. Okay. You've got this account. So you're going to, you're going to be measured on growing this account and uh, uh, you know, penetrating this account, but there's actually a marketing play here. Right. And it's, uh, it's a case that, uh, if the, it's a great opportunity for marketing and sales to be working together to expand the reach. Cause, uh, one thing that, uh, you typically don't want from a vendor perspective, if you're selling into the account is that, uh, how you get known in the account is because of the <laughs> line item on the budget. Uh, it'd be better that, uh, uh, the branding and the, the the solution and the uh, the success you're having with the technology, uh, or your I should say your service within the account is uh, is uh, marketed effectively to the account. So a couple of ways, like I said, is one's the case study. Uh, another way is uh, you could do I guess uh, retargeting or you know using you know CRM matching and this type of stuff for people in that company. So that they start seeing the company's brand uh, when they're browsing around the web, and uh, hitting on the USPs yep. that you know that that they care about. Like once once that salesperson's in the account, they should have a really good idea as to the the pain points of that customer and how the product helps to address those pain points. So the salesperson should be able to set those flags in the CRM or in the market automation platform. So that marketing afterwards talks about those pain points that that customer has and addresses them very specifically uh, to to remind the customer why they work with you guys, right? Yes. And another, from a technology perspective, uh, 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 another concept is like, you know, we use a lot of uh, dynamic content on our website. And with uh, Active Demand's dynamic content, we can hyper 
target uh, individuals with uh, with the content. We can actually change the the hero banner, uh, you know, or pop ups or tooltips on the website for uh, a specific person, right? And uh, and we've we've sort of had fun with that in some of our accounts that we've had success where we put, you know, uh, uh, somebody in the account's picture on a pop-up and, you know, some funny saying or something to, you know, so it is, it's, it's, it has a bit of an emotional connection or a, or a not just uh, some generic clinical type of thing. But if it's mm-hmm. a case, you're using dynamic content and it's clear that it's dynamic content. And it's just the only people that are going to see that are people in the account. If you do, for example, reach somebody in one of the other locations or they're on your email list or something like that, and they do actually take action on the email and start poking around your website, your website can be all about what you're doing for uh, for Acme Inc., right? And it uh, really, uh, instead of just this generic pitch, you know, bring in their logo, bring in the, uh, you know, picture of your champion or pictures of a specific location, this type of stuff. So it really resonates when they do come to the website. Yeah, I mean, it would be super easy to use a dynamic image to show the late the latest case study with that company. So when people go to your website, uh, it's the first thing that they see, right? A little sidebar that says, oh, yeah, check out our case study with Acme. And they're like, oh, that's us. Oh, weird. That's the number one thing that they've got on there, right? Make the company, uh, make the customer feel like they're the most important customer, but make all the customers feel like they're the most important customer for you guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, wow, these guys, they, their whole website, they put a lot, they must really like us. Like I see a lot of the stuff about what is happening with our company uh, on their website and wow, we are special in their minds. We're important, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which you is know, true. They one, are important. One thing that a customer told me once that, that kind of stuck with me was, uh, I know I'm not your only customer, but I want to feel like I'm your only customer. And I think that's always like stuck by me in like how we want to look and how we want to act to outside customers. And I think what you're saying about dynamic content makes it so that you can do this on a on a scalable in a consistent way to where, uh, you know, someone that maybe has only ever read the the company newsletter that you send over to them is able to look at that and go to the website and say, oh, yeah, these guys really do have a focus on Acme and they do know us and they know this guy. I know I know that guy. He's over in, uh, you know, the Botswana uh, uh, office and, uh, you know, whatever else might be uh, might be happening. So it, it allows that personal uh, customer centric approach uh, using technology. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, I remember, uh, and this was in a previous company and, uh, I was, uh, it was an industrial company and we were, uh, on site and, uh, we had a fantastic project and the, the, the customer was really happy and our champion was really happy. And, uh, we did this approach where, you know, Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's get a story on this and, uh, take the, and back to the person's picture, right. Is, uh, uh, by bringing that person's picture and putting that person's picture on the on the on the on the the website and the case study, uh, they were very proud of it. Hmm. Right? It was mm-hmm. something that was uh, uh, one is their career because they're they're they have a lot of you know it's a big company they have a, a, a career path and uh, they're trying to raise visibility on the impact they're having on the company. This guy really it really resonated with him that he had his picture on our website on this PDF and uh, uh, one is it kept us. Um, uh, 
with the, that champion and the the stickiness of our solution, we upsell, cross-sell, we're able to uh, expand the sale and, uh, in that specific location. But what it also did is uh, eventually he left the company and he brought us along to his new company, hmm. right? As mm-hmm. far as they did. So it was another fantastic sale because we got this, you know, real emotional impact with this guy. He, he was, you know, I'm sure he was water cooler talk because he was visible, all of this type of stuff. So there is a personal aspect to it too, that uh, if you can make that, help that person win in his career, et cetera, then, you know, the the, the stickiness of the the solution and your company's uh, brand is, uh, is going to be outstanding. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. You know, uh, making your uh, point of contact succeed is is absolutely. And I think everyone out there who's been running a business for a while or is in sales has seen these movements of people where someone moves to another company and, and they take you along with them. And I think part of that is making that that success for them and then making it apparent. I mean, uh, inside a lot of big companies, uh, they don't know what projects or what uh, what different initiatives have been successful. And when they hear from the the person who's responsible, whose neck is on the line, say that it's successful, it comes with like a little bit of like, well, maybe a little grain of salt, right? But to hear from the vendor as well would be a, a really good reinforcement and a really good having their back moment uh, that you can have with a lot of customers out there. Yeah, and it's back to something that we've talked about lots is, and I sort of uh, hinted at the, the beginning of the discussion, is uh, is this sales and mar- the gap between sales and marketing and the marketing of all the cool tools, the salesperson has a phone, right? And uh, it's a case that uh, as marketers, you know, uh, and I we had a, a uh, uh, did a webinar recently with JP Whirlin from Pipeline Deals, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he was saying what's the what's the uh, what's the purpose of marketing, mm-hmm. and the purpose of marketing is really to make it easier to sell. This was his comment, right? And uh, uh, the end of the day is that if marketing thinks about this, you know, quite often we we get caught up in our day to day as marketers, and we're just thinking about you know hitting our stats. But the reality is we're at the, we're really trying to help our salespeople uh, do uh, sell faster, sell easier, et cetera. So marketing, you have the cool tools, right? And uh, I think it's uh, it's good as part of building bridges internally um, is to find those people in your company, those salespeople in your company that are tasked with account-based marketing and and uh, do some strategizing, right? Is Because uh, uh, they may not know what's possible from, because like, again, you got the, the big guns. And <laughs> if it's a case that they think, oh, wow, you know, uh, you're going to make my job easier. Uh, you know, I have my quotas to deal with. And uh, it's a case that uh, and the reality is that you're going to be quite often inferring a lot of stuff as a, as a marketing group. These sales guys know, right? They've been tasked mm-hmm. with it. They've been given the responsibility of the account. They've done their, they know who's who's in the zoo and they know what the pain points are. So who better to hear it from than, than the salesperson? Yeah, exactly. So coming together, that's that coming together point that uh, sales and marketing can get on these big accounts where uh, whether it's marketing reaching out saying, hey, do you have any big accounts that, that you need help in, uh, in penetrating and, and selling more into? Or if it's sales coming to marketing saying, hey, I've got this Acme uh, company. I want to do a lot more with them. What? Like, how can you help me? I think that uh, that coming together place is really where you kind of throw gas on the fire and you can really make some interesting things happen. Thanks for listening this week. 
If you think someone else at your company should listen to this podcast, send them the link activedman.com forward slash podcast. We've also got lots of great articles on our blog that go into really specific in-depth topics to help you out. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like covered, shoot us an email at support at activedemand.com or send us a tweet. Thanks again for listening and have a killer day making your business better through automation.